This episode is brought to you by Alberta Podcast Network. All right. Well, gentlemen, welcome to Second Floor Podcast. Thanks, thank you. So, uh, you know, we have Sunny and Rajiv here representing Safarish Network. And, you know, just to start things off, I'd like to ask both of you, you know, why you decided to start this network and whoever would like to share what it really is and how it's going to benefit our South Asian community. Sure, yeah, I'll start and yeah, I guess sure. you can add. Uh, I think really the idea was, um, you know, how do we put up a platform where we're able to showcase and talk about, you know, all the great things that are happening within our community. And, you know, what we had found was, you know, there's a lot of siloed groups, um, you know, divided by language or state. You know, there's a Punjabi group, a Gujarati group, um, you know, you know, Sri Lankans, you name it. But really, there was nothing, you know, at that one unified level for uh, to talk about all the different things that our community, the South Asian community is doing. So that's kind of where we literally in November started batting around this idea of like how, how, how do we create this place to bring people together and we kind of saw the pandemic was coming down too so we, we felt like we have to do something around this yeah yeah for sure so i mean again I, I, what, what's in safaris for everyone is different right so again sunny hit the hit the hit the needle with the Hammer, I guess that's what's called. I think I, I think it's the hammer. nail on the head. Uh, but <laughs> nail on the head, sorry. Uh, but you know, even from us, from we, we've been talking about this for a while. But we found that you know, we born and raised here in Edmonton. Uh, we found that we don't know anyone no more because the community has grown so large. Um, and there's so many different types of communities. Um, and we found that when we go places, people are like, when did you immigrate to Canada? And well, we've been here our whole lives. Um, so we, we, we found that we were kind of disconnected from the community as well. So this was kind of a way to us, for us to connect back to the community and give back to the community that we love. Yeah, I mean, when you look at it from my generations and, you know, I'm sure both of you are seeing this in the surge of the amount of members coming in to yeah, Safarish. And, for sure. you know, someone like me, as soon as both of you reached out, I was all over it, right? Because it just shows that we long for that. You know, we always wanted, you know, for example, of me going to the Gurdwara as a kid, I'd like see older people hanging out and I want to just hang out with them, right? Like, you know, this is something that I noticed now in 2022, two years after pandemic, everyone wants to reconnect. You know, we saw shout out to Chai Connections pre-COVID do something similar, but what I love that's a differentiator on your guys' end is it's it's beyond Punjabi, it's beyond Tamil, it's beyond Urdu. It's let's let's get every single person who is brown to come on over and let's connect beyond borders and let's learn about one another. And you, both of you said something that I'd like to explore as to how that um, is the case and why it works. But before we went on air, both of you mentioned how you're not necessarily doing what Omid and I did through Second Floor where you're highlighting a very specific individual. Like let's say you have like the 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 best scientist or the best accountant. Like at the end of the day, you don't mind if several of them who are South Asian come on by. Uh, I just wanted to know like exactly how that favors the overall mission in bringing so many um, people from the same industry in one group. 
Yeah, no, that's a great point because a lot of people had asked us, um, there's other platforms called, uh, you know, the ones BNI where it's very exclusive. Yeah. There can only be one of each type of person. That's a good comparison because that's literally what it's kind of seeming. But we're completely different than that because we're we're removing the competitive piece from it. We're, We're looking at this as a resource platform for the community so if you want to navigate our community and look at a dentist doctor lawyer bhangra teacher you know um you know someone who's in health and fitness like yourself we want to be that that central portal that you can see and choose for yourself like we're not we're not pointing or endorsing anyone we're saying here's all the different talented people in our community you come and see. You know, you'll see. There's a cream of the crop. There's there's Kenny that's doing all this great stuff. There's someone who's just starting, who's inspired by Kenny. Like that's what we're looking to do is tell your stories. And when people say, "Well, how do how do I become an MMA fighter? I'm just I'm just a guy from Mill Woods or whatever, right?" Then they see people like yourself, your brother, and they're motivated. They're like, "Oh my God, this is local." Mm-hmm. Um, and then they maybe they reach out to you. Maybe you there's opportunities to give back. So I think um, the the platform is, is it's a resource is what we look. Yeah, the other thing, I mean, I, I, I always look at it from a larger picture, right? Like, you know, when we bring in 20 lawyers, for example, we want to bring those 20 lawyers to the table so that they can discuss issues and get past those issues, right? That's and even I'm talking about, for example, trainers. Like, I mean, again, look, you, you're, you're a great trainer and you've been around for so long and you have the connections in the market. But again, so many guys are, again, starting new where, you know, you guys could sit together, all, all 10 of you guys, and actually have a wicked conversation and actually maybe build something bigger than yourself. Right. And again, someone like yourself, who's so inspirational and has been around the community for a while and in that industry for a while, you have so much wealth of knowledge that you can pass down. So I think for us, it's more about spreading your message. And again, through doing that, you always become a leader anyway. So I think that's kind of what we are, our mind frame behind it. There's a, it's an authentic level of mentorship. Yeah, exactly. You know, because uh, so many people nowadays, even though there's this abundance of, social media um, online presence that is available to us and how we can create it it in an odd way makes us even more shy or more unreachable mm-hmm. to others and even like for me sometimes right i catch myself being like oh if i message this ufc fighter will will he get back to me like how out of reach are they right <laughs> yeah. but you put yeah. these like huge walls up in front of you from how far away someone could be and what you're doing is you're localizing that experience where if someone hears that you know someone like Nitin Bhatti I was you know he was a partner of his own law firm and he's gonna be at the event and mm-hmm. here's somebody who's a law student or wanting to go into law who better than someone like that like yeah, that sure. that transactional conversation is gonna be far more valuable than what you're gonna look up on Google because whatever you look up on Google, you're just gonna you, the answers you're gonna get is whatever you search as a question, yeah, right? Yeah. Why law school's bad? Why law school's good? Yeah. Right yeah. now, you're hearing it from someone who like gets you. They are, you know, Punjabi. They are, you know, they understand the struggle of what it was like being here, and they also try to balance that with their social life. So it's it's cool to see that if anything, you know, you're creating events to bring these people together. Mm-hmm. And I still beat myself up about this because I couldn't make it to the first two both of you had. Yeah, that's okay. Where one of them included the mayor Amarjeet Sohi, which mm-hmm. is unreal from yeah. Edmonton. So why don't both of you share a little bit about what that experience was like? You know, I can't imagine you were visualizing what it was going to be like. You know, your two events in guide us through what that felt like 
Honestly, the event was amazing. Um, obviously, Mayor so he was he's always been a supporter, a, a good family friend of ours, both of mine and Sonny. His dad, he worked with our father, both of our fathers, actually. And, um, you know, he was amazing, very inspirational. He talked about us and he talked about how we've always been a part of his life and, you know, how we're looking to build something bigger than us. Uh, you know, not only him, we had the ATB of, uh, CTC, CEO of ATB, which again was inspirational. We had Mr. Manjeet Nirval, who had a really nice message of togetherness, which was really, really cool, which resonated with a lot of people there. Um, you know, the Downtown Business Association, Panita, was amazing. You know, she's, she's, an, she's an Asian person that is in a great position and very, very willing to help. Uh, Chamber of Commerce. I mean, again, we had the who of who in this town that needed to be a part of it was there. And they were willing to be a part of it, which is really nice. Again, we didn't have to go and ask and beg. And, you know, they just, they feel that what we're bringing is something that really aligns with their strategy. Um, you know, diversity and inclusion is such a big, big topic nowadays. And then uh, the biggest you know, companies, right? 100%. tell us they have that right, right in their value system. So I think, I think one, the, the couple of things that we brought, COVID was a big thing, um, you know, that kind of helped us get this momentum. Um, talking about diversity, inclusion, gender parity, all these things are coming up. And we're kind of hitting, I think, a lot of different things, right? And that's kind of what's helping us di drive this. And again, the event was amazing. Uh, great turnout. We More than we anticipated, uh, which was great. Um, Sunny can maybe put some more thought. Yeah, you know, the one thing I want to add is, um, you know, what we're trying to do is really... Um, you know, one, one part of the vision is kind of harnessing the collective power of the community. And like you said, it's not one specific community. We, we also, we're not looking inwards, we're looking outwards. So that's why, uh, you know, some of the mainstream community out there are interested, uh, you know, from city councilors to, uh, you know, the mayor's office in Calgary, people are reaching out because what we envision Safarish to be is um, like a bridge to the entire community. So if you want to engage with the South Asian community, uh, we're one voice, you know, where other communities like the Chinese uh, Business Association, there's, uh, you know, there's locally in Edmonton, there's an uh, Italian Business Association. Like we, even though we have all these great numbers and all these great superstars, we don't have a collective voice, I think, because there's too many silos. So yeah. we would like Safarish to be an advocate for for this entire group of sub communities. And then if you if the mainstream wants to come and, and get any of the services or any of the talents that we have, um, they have like a nice, you know, kind of tight place to come and see and navigate our directories online. So we really want to make put that message out too that it's really about trying to give back to the larger community. So in Edmonton, it's not, we're just looking inside that you're brown. We want everyone to know about this and, and engage with us. This episode is brought to you by Taproot Edmonton, which publishes curiosity-driven stories, topical newsletters, and locally focused podcasts, all in the service of informing Edmontonians about their community. The Pulse, Want to start your day informed? Check out The Pulse, Taproot's new daily news briefing. The Pulse tells you what you need to know about Edmonton every weekday morning. You'll get short, informative updates about what's happening at City Hall, plus coverage of business, tech, food, the arts, and more. You'll also get a bit of whimsy from features such as a moment in history, chart of the week, and the Friday podcast pick. 
and it's free. Sign up today at taprootedmonton.ca slash pulse. That's taprootedmonton.ca slash pulse. Yeah, and it, it's it's beautiful because, you know, you said it perfectly there, Sonny, really giving our community a voice, right? Mm-hmm. I, I remember when I sold homes through pace setters. This was right around university time. That was one of my um, stages of life where I want to be a realtor, right? Yeah. So it's like, okay, what better way than before I get my license to learn how to sell new homes? And I was over at Tamarack, which ironically, I'm back there um, through one of the clubs I manage at Good Life. So every time I drive, I have these memories that fill my brain of um, new home uh, uh, purchasers, yeah, uh, yeah. mainly immigrant families, right? Especially in that area, like newly developed. You know, it's like the new, uh, you know, uh, you could say, uh, Millwoods, right? It's <laughs> yeah, like, you know, everyone yeah. said like a newer, fresher version, right? So families would come in and they would feel this sense of loneliness. Like they'd be asking me, their new home sales purchaser, who should they talk to? Where should they go? Right? Like I get it. I, I understand. I'm a trusted source for them because I'm someone who's mapping out the community and what's nearby. Mm. But it can be very scary and daunting for new South Asian families to come into a new city. Mm -hmm. But what you guys are creating is you're giving them an opportunity to very quickly make friends, very quickly find a trusted network of people. And it scares me. I'm sure you guys probably have far more stories than I do. Mm -hmm. But when my dad would tell me stories of like why he's so, his skin is so thick and why, you know, there's bridges that have been burned through, you know, when he immigrated to this country and what Mm -hmm. people would tell him, do this and do that. And okay, come talk to me. And it was all wrong. And it was all just people yeah. feeding him, you know, things that wasn't the most accurate information. And in a time of, let's say, being in, in, a, in a digital world, we have a lot of information in front of us, but we don't know which is, is trusted. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and you're all, you know, you both are creating and the founders with you an environment where it's like, okay, you can trust these people. Right. When we're saying so-and-so is a founder, when we're saying so-and-so is a member, um, you know, I'm sure they're being vetted. I'm sure you guys yeah. are looking into, okay, like, who are they? What do they do? But like, these are the type of people that you're going to see, right? And it, it, it makes me want to ask, you know, who are some of the first uh, people that have decided to be members and what are some of the occupations? And, you know, if someone were to come to your next event, who can we look forward to seeing or talking to? Yeah, maybe you can talk about that. Yeah, I mean, for, for founders, I mean, we've sort of hit every, um, you know, some of it, to be honest, we're close family and friends and supporters that were, you know, the first people you look to for support when you're starting up an initiative. My and first five listeners was my mom, dad, <laughs> my KB. Exactly. <laughs> completely understand. Exactly. And, uh, you know, some people were, were, we didn't know them that well at first. Now they're great friends, but they were just influencers and people we admired. And Kenny being one of them <laughs> were people that we, that we knew uh, that we wanted to kind of be part of this in one way or another. So we have, you know, everyone from a, g- a good friend of ours is actually the uh, chief information officer at Alcana. His name's Robbie Madan. Uh, you know, to I don't know, people know the mom ladies on Instagram. They, yeah. They're influencers. I mean, Sherry, yeah. uh, you know, are, are great friends and great supporters. You know, Dr. Sony Sharma. Um, Shonak Mehta's lawyer, so um, Angela Carwal, which you know she's she's a great person and and has a great online presence. Uh, one of the first people we talk, uh, yeah. you know, talk to. Yeah. There, there's um, 
diverse, you know, quite yeah, diverse. it's a d- diverse group and everyone's important. Um, you know, I've only said a few names, but uh, we had a core group of about 20, 20 people that we came together with literally in December. And I mean, it, it kind of caught fire quickly. Yeah, that um, that we shared the idea with and they said, yeah, we're right on board. And, uh, you know, through that founding group's uh, support, uh, we were able to, again, harness the power of the collective where it's not just us talking about it or pushing it out. It was the entire founding group. So the, the credit goes to each and every one of those people for anything we've been able to accomplish so far. Yeah, for sure. And, and, and now we're at that stage where, you know, we're looking to expand into the Calgary market, right? And, you know, we have a lot of homegrown talent that people that have born and raised here, or, you know, been from Edmonton and now moved into these other cities. So we've already reached out to a lot of them and said, hey, you know, we have this initiative that we're working on and they're following us and they're really loving it. So we're getting a lot of good, good um, people that are asking questions, but we're getting a lot of people that we don't know and saying, hey, how do we become part of this? How do we bring your, you know, your your group over to Lethbridge or bring your group over to Fort Mac or Grand Prairie? And um, it's, it's overwhelming. It's a lot. It's a lot of a lot of people asking a lot of questions so you know our next phase is calgary and you know we're, we're heading there on april 7th and 8th and if anyone watching this or anyone you know is interested in being one of those founders we're looking for those type of people as well in calgary right? yeah that's awesome we have some listeners out there so hopefully we yeah. see who bites and for sure no, it's exciting right just to see the expansion take place especially recently being featured on edmonton journal yeah how good awesome. must that have felt you know, you know it was great well recognized exposure yeah for right? sure it was really nice the um the reality is I know we do have some listeners who are probably pondering and wondering, you know, what, what Safarish means. So, you know, where did the, where did the significance behind the name come from? Yeah. So, uh, Safarish in, in Hindi and Urdu uh, literally means you can Google it. It means a recommendation or commendation. Uh, you know, the funny thing is like classically back in, back in, uh, India and in South Asian countries, it, it, it had, you know, like some older people say, well, isn't that, you know, like, a ne- like there was a negative connotation to, you know, kind of being recommended, but you know, what the reality is, as we all know in business and in any field is how do you get to know what to do or how do you get information? It's really, if you have a reference point or, or someone uh, kind of commending another service or another person. So Safarsh literally means the recommendation group almost. Nice. Or, or the commendation group, which is what we're trying to do. We're trying to bring, a, again, like a platform where we're recommending everyone in the community and showcasing their talents, their stories. So... You know, that's and a lot of people love the name too because they're like, Oh, that's great. You're the you're the Safarish group. So now if we need a reference, like literally at ATV where I work, they want us to bring qualified people to the door and, and you get you get paid for bringing in a great employee, right? So referrals. Uh, yeah, referrals. So it's a referral network is the way I think yeah. of it. Yeah, it's just an Indian referral network. That's what it's called. Yeah. But uh, but I mean, again, we've, we've had some amazing feedback on the name. We got a guy from India who was a professor yeah. um, that commented on the name and he wrote this huge uh, email and he said, it's amazing. He loved the name. And uh, that's amazing feedback. And he saw it through, obviously, through shares. He somehow saw it. And he said, you know, when my son immigrated back, you know, 10 years ago, I wish there was something like this for him. Exactly. So, again, it, it, what we were planning to do has come into fruition. For us, it's really nice. We really like that. 
I, I think there's a beautiful opportunity here again, and there's probably so many ideas that run through your guys' heads every day, but like my solutions focus mindset, I can't help but be like, oh, have you guys tried this idea, that idea? But you know, when you think about just connecting to immigration consultants and like being a part of like through some element of affiliation and having them be involved where, you know, they can now offer not only employment and okay, come to this country and then and, and vetting people through, but it's like, okay, but here's why you also should come. We have the homeowners of Safarish, you know, the founders. It's it's been based out of this city, and I say that because my dad's an immigration consultant, yeah. so he'd be all over this no, with you guys. Right? It's fu it's funny that you mentioned that. That's part of our next growth phase, uh, is you know we're looking to help people get settled in the community, and that's and that's part of our service. Even if you look at Safarish, if you look at it, why are we building a platform that helps people figure out everything they need to do? Is because. You know, we're, we're not, we're, we are catering to local people, but also those people that come that are new. When our parents came, there was nothing like that. They literally picked up the phone book and said, oh, Singh, Malotra, let's call these three families that no are here. Way, see? And honestly, that's how they made their connections, right? Like, again, they knew no one when they came to this country back in the 70s, right? Um, so again, this is, now the time has changed. There's lots of resources, lots of things out there, lots of mentorship opportunities, right? Like our parents came and the only thing that they're, People said, hey, drive cabs, right? And they're doctors, lawyers, bankers, but they had no guidance. They had no mentorship. They had no one they could look to to get information. Again, they did what was best for them. You know, we feel that now, you know, we've we've got that ability to have the mentorship. We have the ability to give it back to people. And we also want to guide our youth, right? Because we find our youth is a are a little bit confused at this point. And we want to guide them in the right direction. We want to offer that. The mentorship is such a big part of what we're looking to do for new immigrants and youth. Yeah, no, exactly. And the cool part is the, the community is so big now uh, where traditionally, yeah. you know, again, we're, we're pigeonholed into a few areas. Yeah. Now we have, um, you know, we have dentists, doctors, lawyers, uh, you know, people in self-defense. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we, we were on um, Radio 580 yeah. talking about this a couple of weeks ago. And, you know, the same thing came up. The person we were chatting with there is like, well, when I came to this country, where was Safarsh then? Because I wanted to be in media because I was in media back home and I had no place to start, no one to connect to. Now never we can actually point you to, you want to be in media? You want to be on the radio? There's somebody there. You want to learn how to, you know, be a MMA fighter? There's someone there. Yeah. You want to be a doctor? There's somebody there. You could point them in the right direction. And it goes back to the whole referral network behind the name where it's like mm -hmm. the saying we all know and it's embedded in our Indian community is like, you know, it's who you know, not what you know, right? Yeah. Like what you know is important, but you have to know the right people. That's right. I remember That's growing right. up, the importance of making connections, right? Like that was just... My cousins would drill that in my head. They're like, the only way you're going to get a job is if you know someone. So when you're out with us, talk to people. <laughs> you know, get people's names, get people's numbers, right? But it's... How true is it? Sorry. It is, right? I, I find is, uh, I could say this for our community, like we're we're bred that way because we're such social creatures, right? Like it goes down. I'm speaking more so on behalf of the Punjabi community with Seva being in the back of our head, right? Like we're constantly wanting to service others. And we're constantly wanting to give and... For the most part, I'd like to say we give without any expectation of anything coming back, but we do it because it feels good, yeah. right? And and now through a network, it's like, great, I can provide someone information that's going to change their life, like literally, it's going to make them make a decision that possibly might be the one that feeds their family. That's huge, right? No, for sure, Kenny. And again, you already do a lot of that. I know, I know you mentor a lot of young kids and help them get 
you know, into the field that you're in. Um, but it's amazing. Like what you do is so, so, so fantastic, right? Again, now we want to make sure that that's available to other kids that are out there that don't know you, right? And again, the only way we can do that is by, you know, talking about you and telling your story, which is so inspiring. Like, I mean, again, we've talked to local artists that, you know, there was no art scene back in the day. And now they're artists and they're homegrown and they're so large and no one knows them. And that's, we're just, we're just shocked. Like, you know, we're yeah. shocked. Yeah. And that, that's another, again, we want to uh, kind of focus in a whole bunch of different areas. So the next thing, you know, you'll be seeing from us is a spotlight on South Asian artists because there, there's some major talents here uh, that you would never know live in Edmonton and massive followings uh and it's and i yeah. that's what i really love and appreciate because even through the concept of giving people spotlight again it's it's so selfless like your guys's page does a great job of this and i find it's another way for our listeners to recognize like who the members are and who's a part of it who you could reach out to and i noticed like there was a few people i looked at and noticed i was like oh okay don't know this person and then you know i clicked their profile and it just occurred to me that you're bringing on the people who are new to the country. You're bringing on people that are students that really don't know anyone, right? And this is their way of putting themselves out there, right? And you're telling their story. And there's just, there's so much joy to that because I find you can learn from every single person. That's what started Second Floor Podcast was like, finally, I needed to recognize how can I work on my listening skills? How can I just give someone else a spotlight? I was so used to doing that, right? I go to parties, or I go to gatherings. I'd be like, you know, telling stories. I was like, let's give someone else the feeling of what that's like. Because so many people would tell me, they're like, Kenny, I had one guy, I always bring him to mind. He's one of my good friends now. I train jujitsu with him. He had such a struggle in how he's going to tell his family and friends how he uh, is his coming out story of um, how he was addicted to cocaine and how he recovered and how his family and friends to this day would always ask him, hey, man, like you disappeared for a bit there. What happened? You know what he does now? He goes, hey, man, I'll send you this link. You'll hear everything about it. So he sends the second floor podcast episode uh, <laughs> and he's like, that's my story. But it's beautiful. Like when I hope you guys realize how good it makes that person feel, whether they share it or not, like they feel like a superstar. And, you know, there's no one that can say watch growing up watching movies that they never wanted to at least feel like that level of attention that just just gets handed to them. It was a very special feeling as a human, you know? Well, I can tell you, I can tell you when we feature people, we feature our members, we feature our founders, we feature people, people love it. Like I've had people reach out to me in the last couple of weeks. When am I being featured? I'm a new member too. Because <laughs> yeah, every, everyone wants their five seconds of fame. Yeah. And it's not five seconds of fame per se. For us, it's all about honestly, amazing stories. There's so many amazing people out there that have such amazing backgrounds and stories. I, I mean, I can tell you just in the last week, I've learned about five different people that have amazing businesses and amazing things that offered to our own community I had no clue about and I've already recommended them to like five people and they're just shocked they're like how did you already give me five calls I'm like you know what I just I knew someone that needed your service and again it's selfless we we, we don't gain anything from that but I want to make sure that everyone benefits from what we're offering right it's it's a pla again a platform that connects people and we can see that work already Right. Yeah, and 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 we we are, we're like starting to kind of see the the line, which is very true to us, is the uh, the platform trumps everything. It's not about any one person. It's not about us. It's about the platform. And like you said, if if nothing else we get out of it, we feel we we're, we feel good that we've been able or will hopefully continue to be able to create this platform that benefits so many other people so that that's what we keep saying you know it's the platform trumps anyone else and, and i'm glad you brought that up because it's a uh, something i want to debunk as a myth 
that um, I'm sure, you know, we were talking about prior to going on that you felt some people have recognized or not even recognized, have assumed where, you know, Safarish, is it like another pyramid scheme or is what you guys are doing? What's the catch? Yeah. Right? Like very typical, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. South Asians, we feel that yeah. way. What do we yeah. need to give? How do we, what, what do we need to do? Yeah. But I, I hope if you guys can share like and, and acknowledge to our audience that it's not a pyramid scheme, right? Everything you have said for the past half hour is, is quite, if anything, the opposite. So if you don't mind sharing a little bit of like, details as to maybe why someone would think that way and, and how you guys aren't and you know everything we could do to get rid of that myth and, and throw fire on them. <laughs> right? yeah I mean at the end of the day uh, you know very literally structurally it's a non-profit co- corporation that we've set up to house the structure um, you know literally as, as you know standing up any initiative takes time and takes resources so you know we, we we've created a membership structure where you know you you pay a fee but the fee really is going to paying for all the different expenses that come into the network um but really i mean there's no like we talked about there's no exclusivity as to like uh you know like a bni type of idea mm-hmm. where there's any sort of referrals being passed yeah it's not like you're like okay you're a member now you have to get 10 members and no. if you don't you're no. out and if you no. get 10 you get 100 points and then you get 500 dollars. <laughs> no, 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 no. yeah exactly yeah, yeah. so it, it's a it's a community resource that um that really obviously has to be sustained at some level but there really is nothing to do with any sort of pyramid or any sort of sales we're not selling anything you know aside from promoting the platform and kind of educating people on here's what we're trying to do the more people that come in the stronger it becomes because we're we're looking at, at this being a national who knows even international organization to you know benefit you know all all of us um but yeah. yeah. And, and even when we look at, honestly, even when we set up the membership fees, we really set them nominally, right? We wanted to, we, we need to, we need to operate. We need to build infrastructure. We need to set that all up and to do that capital is required. Right. Um, so, I mean, we had to, we had to set some sort of nominal, again, we set up student fees, which are at 35 and, you know, professional fees, which are at $50 for a year. That's nothing. It's a write-off on, it's a write-off on your taxes for your business or whatever. Uh, you know, we also have a corporate membership. Again, that's for corporations that are looking to get the exposure. So again, those things, again, what we've done is really kept everything at a minimal because we want to make sure that we don't want to have anyone that n- cannot join. We don't want to keep that as a barrier of entry, right? If we set our membership fee at five hundred dollars, then then you make an exclusive, and you really don't. You're looking for a certain type of um, of, of person. But even at fifty dollars for a year, you know, an immigrant family can come and join on no problem, right? It's such a such a minuscule amount, but what what they're going to value from it is just the ability to connect and get themselves out there. I mean, honestly, just to have your profile on a membership page that people can go in and actually look, it's huge. Yeah, and it just shows like both of your guys' time alone just shows so much about both your guys' character where all this money isn't going in your guys' pockets. It's going towards the offsetting costs of creating these events and building the infrastructure that um, is needing to be put in place to create something like this, right? Even if it's digital for now, I mean, the the sky's the limit. And it's, once again, to your point, it's a very fair price to have someone become a quote-unquote member. But what they gain from that and yeah. what they're able to experience is huge. And another thing is like our, our, you know, one of the current 
I guess our, our, our most tangible offering are these events and the events uh, are open to everybody. You don't even have to be a member to come. You could be member or non-member. Obviously as a member, we offer you an incentive to come you know, at, at, at a you know, discounted price. As a member, you, we are going to we you know we're showcasing you we're talking about your business we're trying to put a, like a, a like a, a value attachment to that but really you don't really have to be a member at all you you can come in and still access the room yeah. uh, so awesome yeah, yeah we, we we do have we will have some member exclusive events but again we're not we're not trying to keep people out they're more just because capacity limits and stuff like that um, but again the idea is to give everyone the opportunity to come and you know join the platform and hang out with us right and just really understand again I have a lot of knowledge in my my space or whatever that maybe I've been in multiple businesses you know talk, come talk to me I, I, I can give so much advice I have so much things that I've learned through my learnings that I wouldn't want anyone else to go through right mm-hmm. uh, that happens right in business when you try business you're like okay some business succeeds some don't and imagine the value of wealth that I have over the last 20 years of experience I'd love to share that with people that are looking at certain type of businesses, right? What are three tips you could give right oh, now? Oh, man. <laughs> uh, just, you know, research, really important. Um, mm-hmm. You know, find something that you love. That's a really big thing. You know, Always. sometimes we chase money and we chase ideas that are, we feel that will make money. But if you don't have the passion, you won't succeed. Big time. Um, third, I don't know. I mean, I think family life is really important. You know, money is not. The balance. So balance is really difficult when you're in business for self. You know, when you're working 18 hours a day, seven days a week, um, it's difficult, right? So I think if you're if you're going into business, you have to know that mindset has to be there, that you're going to be doing that. So just, again, it's all about priorities. I'm glad you brought that up. It's funny. Omid and I were talking about this before on another episode about what you're willing to sacrifice. What you just said reminded me of a post I just read Gary Vee talk about where he's like, there's many people I'm sure you guys have even spoken to where us being in our mid-20s in this day and age, we're actually quite hard on ourselves, especially the ones that want to replicate and, in fact, duplicate what our parents did. Like, we're, we're so wired to be like, oh, like, they sacrificed so much, you know, now we got to do it too, right? But, like, what we have now is, to your point, research, information. We have people who tell us, like, listen, like, don't slow, like, I'm not telling you to slow down, but, like, know what else you have going on in your life. You could, if you continue to remain healthy for your body and mind, you could have another 80 years of, like, moving and being functional. So what's the rush? That's what Gary Vee said. But, again, there's days I catch myself, I'm in such a rush to get to where I want to be, right? I use a reference lately with my team where I'm like, okay, sometimes we look, if we're doing hurdles, we look at the 10th hurdle. We're not looking at the one we need to jump in front of. So no wonder why we keep falling because we're looking far too ahead. Like, let's look right now. Let's be more present. And if we're doing a good job right now and we're actually functioning, then You're okay. Gonna get there. You're going to get there anyway. Yeah, well, it's the journey, right? Yeah. So, uh, no, I appreciate you sharing that because it's just, again, our audience is younger and yeah. we are always trying to elevate, get to the second floor. We're in a rush. We don't want to trip over our feet, but it's it's important to talk to you know, well-respected guys like you in the community who have your their reps in. You guys, you know, you guys have done a good job raising your families and are doing, you know, your work and now you're doing this on the side. Mm-hmm. So it just shows that, you know, every step counts, right? 100%. Yeah. This episode of the Second Floor Podcast is brought to you by the Northwest Fest International Documentary Festival. Running in cinema from May 6th to the 14th and online from May 5th to the 15th. 
Northwest Fest is thrilled to finally be able to bring the festival back to Metro Cinema this year. With an outstanding lineup of some of the year's best docs and a few fun surprises. This year's festival is a hybrid affair, with over 20 films screening at Metro Cinema, including the acclaimed Nick Cave music doc, This Much I Know to Be True, along with dozens of feature and short films screening online. Award winning filmmaker Alexandra Oflipe will also be in town to present his filmmaking masterclass. This event will be open to the public, and it's an absolute must for anyone who's ever dreamed of making their own film. Check out the full Northwest Fest film lineup and purchase all access passes or single tickets at northwestfest.ca. Now, back to the Second Floor Podcast. Um, I want to pivot a little bit and talk about something that I think is more broad. Um, let's just say someone's listening to this and they're like, oh, like... The guys from Savarish, wow, like these guys have built the community so fast, right? I've been to journal, right? Three months, like this is crazy. What if someone listening to this wants to build their own community? They want to build their own platform. They're in that like, you know, that stage where it's like, I want to do it, but no, I'm not going to do it. I want to do it, right? We've all been there, whether it's with our fitness or it's with, you know, asking a girl out that we like, like whatever it is, right? But if someone wants to build their community, what advice would you give them? If it's really something where they they want to be the next run for farmers, they want to be the next Savarish, right? They want to be like Lully Tour with Up in a Hockey, but in their own respective niche. What are some adv- advice you would give them that you told yourself or you needed to go through before it got to this point? I think, uh, you know, in my opinion, because we've been building community one way or another for, for a while. You know, back in the day, uh, you know, we, we used to throw pangra parties nice. and, and we used to bring a whole bunch of people together, you know, to, to literally to a party and have a good time. And the way we caught success every time has been um, lean on your network, you know, take yourself out of the equation. It's not, it's not about you. If you want to build a community, it starts with really the community. Like it, it's about empowering, you know, the, the 10 or 15 people around you and saying, well, hey, there, there's a cause, there's a shared cause here. You know, maybe, maybe you're lighting the match on it, but it'll catch fire if, if everyone buys in. So you really have to empower others around you. And um, we've said it around Safarish a few times that people are like, oh, yeah, you know, Sunny and Rajiv, like you guys are doing a great thing. And then we always defer to very sincerely. Well, you know, I think we, we were just the first to kind of, you know, bring that idea to that room. But really, if there was no buying, it would have died right there. So, you know, like long answer to your question is if you want to build a community for whatever cause it is, you got to take yourself out of the equation and empower some people around you. That's facts. So true. Right. Cause sometimes we feel like the community leader or whatever, if we're taking on that role has to be about us or we're the, we're the one that has to lead. If anything, it functions without even you being there. Yeah. Right? And, and that's a, I mean, as a long-term goal is Safarish will outlast us guaranteed, you know, it's going to help our kids and our kids' kids. And, and the thing is, and we want to, and my kids are already excited. They're like, Oh, we want to do Safarish youth. We want to do all this Love other that. stuff. They, 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 cause they see what we're doing. I'm sure his kids are the same. They see what we're doing and they love it. They're inspired by it. And honestly, again, when we think about it, we're not doing it. There's no, there's no monetary value behind this. We're doing it because honestly, we love the community. We love to be involved in the community and we love giving back to our community that gave us so much. Uh, Edmonton is our home, right? We've been here forever and we'll be so proud when, you know, Safaris gets to a national level and they say, where was it formed? It was formed in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. 
right? Gretzky's city, right? That's what we want. Yeah, no, exactly. When we were having a chat the other day, uh, we were again talking to someone very like-minded, uh, you know, who who will you know will be collaborating with in the near future. Saying like, how do we put Edmonton on the map? You know, like the art scene we were talking about that day was well, it's in Vancouver, it's even in Calgary, but not here. So we're like, yeah, man, let's let's all as Edmontonians do something and and bring bring our city, you know, up yeah, a bit too, right? So of course, and yeah. it just it takes that voice, it takes that leader, like both of you. It takes that person who's willing to make that first step. Right. And um, and, just, and you're doing it, Kenny, as well. Like, you know, like you're taking us to that next stage, right? Like when you obviously with your fights and everything, you're getting so much exposure to the city of Edmonton and your brother as well. That's you, huge, man. man. That's honestly, it's such success in itself. Yeah. It's when you see the story, again, our, our kids want to see, everyone wants to see who looks like me doing this. Yeah. And, and when they see, oh, wow, there's another Punjabi guy, like... Uh, out there doing MMA or like you know Jujar Kara and hockey, yeah. you know whatever they, that motivates you. We see Jagmeet Singh. Well, if a Pagala can be the leader of a federal party, like my son, who's also a Sardar and has his hair, he knows. Versus when I was younger, there was nothing. Now he knows I could do anything possible. There's no barriers. There's no barriers. Exactly. I'm glad you said that because that's what I was thinking. It feels more possible. Yeah. Right. That's awesome. I appreciate both you guys sharing that. That's that's wicked. Um, based off of this, you know, I'm actually curious too. Is there anything else that is accessible, like maybe a WhatsApp group or a Facebook group that a member gets access to through Savarish outside of the events and Instagram and connecting with everyone else? Maybe there's something in the works of how to connect everybody. Yeah, we're, we're, again, we're, we're still working through a lot of things like that. Yeah. Um, but obviously, we have our Facebook group. We have our Facebook page. Obviously, we have our Instagram page. We have all our information is always posted there. Um, you know, we haven't really got to that next step yet, but we're 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 trying to plan it all out. It's it's a lot of work. Oh, <laughs> it's step by step. It's we'll an get there. For sure. Yeah, and and in terms of like member accessibility, like we've had you know similar questions from current members, like how can I have an easy way? And this is where the directory is going to come in, by the way, is where you can see every member in one place. Like that's maybe a week or two away where you'd see everyone who's a member. You could access their contact information, uh, you know, the businesses that are involved, how to get to them. That'll all be on our websites. Our website's trying to be that portal. But otherwise, in terms of accessibility, like we're still agile enough that you can call any one of us, message us on Facebook, uh, Instagram, or um yeah, or email us, and you'll probably get an answer within an hour or two. So it's it's uh, it's pretty accessible so far. So that's awesome. Yeah. Well, I want to um, you know take a second here to acknowledge both of you. You know, with everything that has happened in uh, post pandemic, you could say climates, everything that has been going on, where both of you had to put your families first and your jobs first you manage to still find a way to connect a community that's been in desperate need to connect with one another. And, you know, people deserve to know this. You both still have full-time positions. Yeah. You both are full-time fathers, husbands, you know, and still need to fill up your own personal cup. And it just shows that for anyone out there listening to this, I mean, first and foremost, not to be blunt, but there's no excuses. And second of all, if you genuinely want to make a difference, you will make time for it. And there's just so much that both of you shared that makes me so happy in knowing that Safarish's future and its mission is most guaranteed going to happen because of both of you being behind it. And uh, it, it wouldn't if it didn't have guys like you who, you know, have 
been in Edmonton since day one, have seen, you know, some of the turmoil we've experienced as a South Asian community, have seen the good, the bad, everything in between. And we've seen, let's be honest, some things like this come in place in the past, but it, it, it would only last so long. And here you are three months in and with the momentum you guys have already built, it's beautiful. It's very deserving. Yeah, no, you thank know? you. I appreciate that. And again, it's it's not, again, it's it, the, the reason I think a lot of groups fizzle away is the fact that there's that one guy saying, hey, I'm the guy, I'm the guy. Mm -hmm. And the thing, the difference is, again, we got, we're not the guys. Literally, we got 25 other people. We got 300 other members that are behind us that are the face of this group. Like Honestly, we're just there for more for the thing of, hey, someone wants to talk about it. Someone wants to hear about it. We'll come and talk about it. But it's everyone's group. And yeah. that to us is such, that's the most important message we want to put out there is Sifarish is everyone's, not ours. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah, totally. I totally echo that. It's really the success will only uh, sustain itself if it remains uh, about, about the platform, about the group about everyone involved not not about us because we we want it to be bigger bigger than any one person and that's where it fizzles out like think stuff can happen uh and you know we want it to be that it, you know there's so much buy-in that even if we you know uh just step back there's other people carrying it so yeah big time yeah. Thanks, Kenny. Thanks for that. No, anytime. Yeah, no, 100%. yeah. Thank you. If, uh, you know, anyone out there is listening to this that wants to continue the conversation with mm -hmm. both of you, um, how can they become a member of Safarish and how can they be connected to you personally if they want to continue the story? Yeah, so I mean, obviously, you can go to our website, which is www.safarish.org. Uh, if you want to become a member, there's a button that says there. You click on the button. And if you're a student, you have a student membership. If you're a professional, there's professional memberships. Uh, feel free to click on those. If you want to reach out to us, info at safarish.org. Uh, our phone number is also available, 780-935-7420. That comes directly to me. And if you want to talk to Sunny, we can usually get you connected. So again, we're very accessible. Our Facebook page is accessible. Our Instagram page is accessible. LinkedIn, we're there. You can message us on any platform. We'll get back to you as soon as we can. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. There you go. Well, ladies and gentlemen, if you like this episode and you want to grow the network that is Safarish, where every single South Asian community member across Canada can be linked to the best of the best, especially in Edmonton and Calgary right now, then you know what to do. Like, share, review, connect with both Rajiv and Sunny, and you'll be a part of growing the network. So thank you so much for tuning in, and that's a wrap.